Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash boss. Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. I'm Maya Gaddy, and I'm Dean Boss. Today, we're talking with our friend Maya Gaddy all about developing a signature program. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. All right, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it can be really awkward asking your clients to pay you. And this is why I love FreshBooks Cloud Accounting so much. One, it makes it less personal. It makes it feel like you have your own accountant sending out invoices and they're super professional. You're going to feel completely confident sending your clients invoices. But also what's really awesome about it is that FreshBooks helps you avoid having that awkward talk with your client about past due payments. You can automate late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing payments and more time time working your magic and doing what you do best. And you guys, if you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks has award-winning customer service. It's amazingly helpful, super friendly, and zero attitude. Plus, a real live person usually answers in three rings or less. So if you've been wanting to try out FreshBooks, I want to offer it to you today for free, a 30-day unrestricted free trial just for our Being Boss listeners. To claim it, go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter Being Boss in the How Did You Hear About Us? section. So we met Maya whenever we were in a mastermind group with her and loved all the knowledge and wisdom that she has on developing a signature program and iterating that signature program until it really reflects what you do and targets your dream customer in just the right way. So we really enjoyed having this conversation with Maya today and think that you will learn so much. Check Maya out at mayagaddy.com if you want some of the best how-to actionable training and tips on where to start when you're ready to create your own signature program. But for now, you are not going to want to miss this episode. Maya, we are so excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's start off by having you tell us how do you help other creative entrepreneurs? So I help other creative entrepreneurs by helping them build a profitable signature program online and then helping them through iterations of that online program. I remember the last time that we hung out with you live, iterations became our new favorite word. So we were in a mastermind group together (laughs) and we were like, yes, iterations. So we will definitely dig into that. But I want to hear a little bit more about having a signature program. And I want to start off by asking you, what does it mean to have a signature program? Totally. So I think it means different things for different people. Um, It depends on where it fits into your business. So 
I think a lot of times when you think of a signature program, you think of, or our ladies, my ladies think of a big box system, um, something like a big box brand system where it's going to be six to 12 weeks of all these modules and programs and things they need to go through. And that's not necessarily the case. So I think a signature program is really about creating something that's going to get your body of work in front of more people and that will help you really connect with your clients and help them get a specific result and ideally help them build their legacy or at least move it forward. I love that. And the reason why I love that so much is because like as someone who helps people build them, like you do the planning of signature programs. And I've spent the last couple of years actually taking people's programs and putting them in an online platform. And so often I get these people who come to me with that mindset. We're like, it has to be the next B-School. Like, that's the only way that there is to make a signature program is if it is a replica of B-School just with your words or whatever sort of big box program there is out there. And I think you really touch into the magic of your own content and how you like to work with people when you remove that framework from your mind and go at it with this idea that you can create anything, anything that looks like anything and teaches anything in any way that you want. And whenever you can like release those like preconceived boundaries on what this program has to be, that's when you really get to create really cool stuff. Totally. I can't agree more. And I think that that's the fun of it, right? That's how you figure out if it's right for you and your clients and your style of work is if you actually get in there and do it and don't try to copycat someone else, but really make it your own, your unique signature program, right? Right. (laughs) And you know, I've spent the last five years through Braid Creative helping people brand their signature programs. And maybe they're not calling it that, but the hardest, like the most complicated creative I work with is someone that comes to me that doesn't know what they're offering, what they're selling, and what results their clients get from what they have to offer. So I love that you're helping people actually figure out what is it that you're selling? How is it unique to your approach? And really kind of packaging it up still, even if there's not that six to 12 week module, you know, kind of program that we're used to seeing from the big guys, it's still something that you can dissect into hopefully like a process or an end deliverable that is clearly defined and clearly articulated. Yeah, I think it's so important to not only figure out what your signature is, but to actually get in the game and do it, right? To get clarity around those pieces so that you know what your next step is and it becomes obvious for you and your clients how to help um, them evolve and then also how to help you and your own business evolve. So, And and there are very clearly like two pieces to the puzzle too. There's content, which is obviously like you and your content and what it is that you're wanting to sell, but there's also delivery. And, you know, being able to deliver in a way that that works for your content and how you want to help people get those results. So I like the idea of thinking about it in those like 
two different ways. Like whenever you're creating something like this, and please correct me if I'm wrong, there's you have your content and then you have the way that you deliver it. And delivery is usually the thing that people want to copycat. Uh, but it's the place where you can really optimize the experience for the people so they can ingest your content in the best way possible. I couldn't agree more. And the way I teach it to my clients is format versus function. So you really want to start with a function. You want to connect with your own clients, get clear on if this is even going to work, if you're even interested in doing it this way first and really walk them through getting a very particular result and then come back to the format. Don't lead with the format. (laughs) Start with the function. Oh, I love that. Ha, yeah, that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what are the different ingredients to creating your own signature program? Like what are the different elements that you need to consider and really have in place? So let's say we have our listeners saying like, oh, hey, wait, do I have a signature program? Or what if I want to create a signature program? Like how do you even get started on that? I think it depends on where you're starting at in your business journey, right? So if you're already working with clients and you have some idea of, okay, it would be really obvious for me to create a signature program or a piece of content around this thing because I get so many questions about it or I see it as a big issue or red flag for clients, then that's when you know you have a signature program on your hands. Now, on the other end, if you're just starting out and you're really just not sure, you're like, I don't even know if this is the exact right client for me. I'm kind of teaching this because I think this is right. You have to get in there and get in the game and kind of try it out first. So starting to connect with your clients, it might be in a one-on-one format, or maybe you might create a community, or maybe you might create a regular monthly call, whatever that is. But you need to be connecting and engaging with your clients so that by the time you go to create a signature program, it's really obvious that you're solving a particular problem and really helping them move forward with a particular result. So you need to have like some proof in your process. You need to know who your people are, what it is that you're going to be telling them, how it is that you need to tell them the things in a way that is going to work before you just start writing and doing the thing. Right. So here's a question. I have a lot of creatives and probably even a lot of listeners who might know that they have a an entrepreneurial spirit hidden in. Maybe they're still working a day job or maybe um, the the job that they've created for themselves isn't working well. And my guess is that there's kind of a lack of focus or a lot of like a la carding happening. Like I can just do whatever you need me to do. And one of the things I love about the idea of a signature program is it's like, it's less of what do you need from me and more of let me tell you how I can help you. Let me tell you what I do for my clients and what they get out of that. So so what are your thoughts on all the carding or having a lack of focus or doing all the things for all the people whenever it comes to developing your signature program? And what do you do if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur who does want to do a lot of things but really needs that signature program in order to market and position yourself as the expert that you are. Totally. So I think that doing all of the things is something that we all try to do at some point in our business. I know that's kind of where I started out. It was kind of a hodgepodge of consulting and putting together things for people behind the scenes, figuring out how to teach programs and classes. And I think there's a place for that in your business to kind of explore and confirm what you want. But once you've done that and you're ready, 
ready to move out of that space into something that's a little bit more formatted, maybe a little even more structured that will help you really connect with one, what you're passionate about, two, what you're really good at, and three, what your clients really need and the results they need to get. I think that's when you can really bring it all together. But it almost needs to be kind of like a period of experimentation, exploration, and getting clarity around what you really want in your business then move forward after that. So I got to also say, though, when you're trying to do all of the things, it's sometimes exhausting. And you even in that space, you really need to streamline what you're focused on and pay attention to what you're passionate about, excited about and all of that and really prioritize your starting point. Love that. So I want to talk about signature programs and what these things can look like before we dive in any deeper. So give us, can you give us a couple examples of signature programs that are, have just done been done really right? Totally. So I can think of a few client examples and I can think of um, a coach I've worked with. So I'll give you two. So I have one client who, um, totally amazing. She's been around for a while. She came to me and wanted to monetize what she was already doing. She had a community. She had clarity on really her purpose-driven message, right? Is She wanted women to be more confident, to help them um, move into the world, to be more excited about life and really just live Um, So that's what she came to me with. She was really clear on some things that they would be excited about. And so we created a program called Choose the Right Man, which is really interesting. It's more of um, like a Trojan horse kind of thing because she was like, I don't want to talk to women about relationships ever. But that's what she was always talking to her ladies about. And it was like, I know you want them to be more confident. You want them to really step into their own light and be in the world, but let's create a Trojan horse. So what that means is really creating something that's going to speak to what they want, but then giving them what they need in the end, right? So that program has done amazingly well. She's in her fourth iteration and she's able to, you know, go from building it to actually putting it out to her ladies, getting all these amazing testimonials and really knowing how to fill her program. And she normally runs it over for a course of a weekend, and then she does some follow-up within that next month or so to really help them implement. Um, I got to also say, one of the things that I always talk about with my clients is I had this amazing coach, and she's still totally amazing, but what I thought was really interesting about her was she wasn't and still isn't very super tech-savvy. She's amazingly knowledgeable. She knows exactly what to do and how to do it, but she keeps her stuff so simple to the point when I started with her, she had like a password protected page. And it was just like, you can download the PDF. Here's the password protected page, right? So it doesn't have to be all that complicated. And I know she's getting ready to hit the seven figure mark and has already, it already, when I first started working with her, fit the, um, hit the six figure mark. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in there to create things that really speak to um, your strengths and your abilities versus really trying to fit it into someone else's box like we were talking about before. So yeah. I want to go back to this Trojan horse because whenever you talked about your client really wanting to help empower women, this is something I hear every single day. And every day I'm like, what does that mean? And this choose the right man, you know exactly what that means whenever you hear it. Um, So I love the idea of getting specific and that it is around something that you do have a choice over or is something that you already have a conversation around. So for your client, she's already having conversations around choosing the right partner. 
now she's able to position and just it gives something for people to just sink their teeth into, right? So I want all of our listeners to think about what is it that you do that people understand, that people can sink their teeth into. If you're having a conversation over cocktails and you say, I want to help empower women, Someone's going to be like, now what? They might think that you're a community organizer. They might think that you work with charities. They might think that you do branding and online business. I mean, there's a million different things that you could be doing with that. But then you say, I want to help you choose the right man. Very specific. Yeah. (laughs) So specific. Right. And I even love the fact that that's not what she wanted to do. But because I feel like that's the most common thing, like whenever you're telling someone about what you do and they're like, oh, so you do this and you're like, no, that's not what I do. But it kind of is like sometimes that is the thing you should be marketing, even if it may grind your gears. It won't grind them once you make six or seven figures off of it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like it was something that she was talking about with her ladies anyway. She just didn't want it to be their primary focus forever and always. So our solution for that was to help her create a larger program. So she does have um, a second program that she offers, but she only offers it once a year and it's around femininity and really how to step into that and up level um, if you're an online entrepreneur or, you know, just with your family, really stepping into your feminine vibes, feminine keys is what she calls it. So um, I feel like she uh, has an opportunity to have that balance. Okay, so I have a question. If you have a signature program, it's not like you can only just do one thing. So for example, at Braid Creative, our signature program would be the Braid Method. It's the way that we work with people every single time, but it doesn't mean that we can't do other things on top of that. Of course, we're very careful not to confuse our clients or to diffuse our expertise. So I want to talk a little bit about how launching other products or programs or offerings can fit in with your signature program. And then do you ever, do any of your clients ever say, actually, I think this is the signature program now? Or how do you keep them focused on having that signature program, but then also experimenting or exploring on top of that? I think it's about them engaging with their clients, really having the conversations, knowing what they want and where they're going and then checking in with themselves too. Like, are you aligned with yourself? Are you sure? (laughs) Is this what you want to be doing? So stepping into that and just moving forward at that pace. So don't go off and create something in your own corner, but really involving your clients say, hey, I think this is what it is. This is what I'm going to be doing. This is how I'm planning to move forward. And then getting their feedback as you go. So that would be my answer, like to help that client move forward and to help your own clients move forward too. Right. It's all about evolution of like your client and yourself and your business. I mean, if you offer one thing and you just stick with it and you don't improve, you end up with, you know, fates like taxi companies these days or like so many things that haven't evolved and are feeling the heat because of it now or simply close down. These are things we can't even talk about uh, because they're not around anymore. So I love the idea of using your signature program as a way for you to lock in on the thing, because I think that focus of like locking in and, and claiming this thing is my thing is important. That's step number one. Um, but then allowing yourself and your clients and your business to evolve within that thing. And even, you know, I think of I think of Danielle Laporte, for example, who has created these like, quote unquote, signature programs. And I even think like the old school ones, like there was like some big, beautiful book plan or something like that. I mean, these these programs that are created and then they retire because she has evolved and does all these other things. So 
I don't know, there's just a couple of thoughts and examples around evolving beyond or within a signature program. Yeah, totally. And I'm a big um, desire map person. I normally do it once a year. And I I know she has a book coming. I think it's White Hot Truth, right? Which I'm really Uh interested in because it's like that was one of her original things that she talked about if you look back in her previous work. So it's really cool to kind of see it all come together. But yeah, I think that's part of it. Just really stepping into your own, what you want to do. Is it exciting? Is it aligned? Is it going to help your clients move forward? And then that's the fun part. That's why we do this, right? to really get to do what we want to do, how we want to do it. Right. And help people along the way. I have a question about kind of owning your expertise and embracing your expertise, because whenever I think of signature program, I kind of think of it as being the thing that you want to be known for. So in Danielle Laporte's example, that's someone that we all know and love. Um, I think about the desire map becoming kind of what she became known for. And she tried out a bunch of different signature programs. But in the case of your client, Maya, she doesn't necessarily want to be known for helping you find the right man or, you know, choose the right partner. So how do you kind of balance what you want to be known for positioning your expertise and then positioning your expert, or sorry, and positioning your signature program kind of as that wedge of here's what you need or here's what you want or that Trojan horse of like, here's what you want, but what you need is what really supports that expertise. So like, how do you balance those things? I think there's a difference between your focus signature program and your process. And sometimes you do need a Trojan horse or some just like entry level starting point to get people in the game. For instance, if you think about online business, you might have, okay, I need to get new email subscribers, or I need to learn how to be consistent with my blog post. So maybe that's a starting point. Maybe that's not even all of your thing. That's just a tiny piece of it, right? But you just got to help them get started and get an initial result. And then you move into this bigger, um, really awareness and focus for your client to help them get their next result. So I, you know, I think sometimes if you have a signature program, like we talked about in the beginning, you're thinking about this big box, I got to get everything I know into one place. And that's not necessarily the case. I think one of the best things you can do, especially if you're just creating your first signature program, is to grab one piece of the puzzle um, and help your clients get one specific result. So that's a really good example to choose the right man one because it's just like, well, it's just one little piece. But then she has this other program, Feminine Keys, that really walks them through the entire process. But they almost need that prereq to help them get to that second part and really um, evolve and take in all of the work as it should be. I love that. And that way it also becomes like if you can think of sales funnels, like you have this sort of top level, like entry level offering that you can sell people that is just like one piece of your expertise. It's an easy buy in, easy for someone to complete. And there will be some people who does that and they're done. They get their man and they're happy and they're fine with that. Um, But then there will be some people who get their man, but still sort of missing something in their life. And that's where they can can dive deeper. So I love that idea of creating multiple multiple things. But on the flip side, I also love the way braid is so like focused on the one thing, which is the braid method. And you guys offer that in the e-course format, uh, but also in the one-on-one work. So it's still sort of is the same thing where you have like this entry-level buy-in and then this um, higher price, more engaged like signature offering. Um, But it's really about it's the same thing. One of them is self-study and the other one is having a professional walk you through it. So just example of there of how you can 
you can use these things to do or to build your business model in whatever way you want. I know. And that's kind of why I was curious about it, because my signature program directly supports and positions my expertise. So I'm really curious about the Trojan horse idea, almost from a branding perspective, because I think about even the client's of your client saying, okay, I signed up for this course to get the to get the better partner. But what I left really knowing was how to make better decisions. Like this is something that I thought about even reading The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, you know, that book that was going around. That book was about tidying up. But for me, what it was really about was being ruthless about decisions and really owning my choices. And That's what I'm really talking about now whenever I talk about that book. And some people, what it really was about was hanging on to things or choosing to buy things that spark joy. It wasn't about decluttering. It was about having more joy. So I love that idea whenever it comes to that narrow wedge, which is something that we say at Braid. You're calling it a Trojan horse, which I love as well. Um, But it still gets you that, that end result and it's still going to position you as the expert you are whenever your process supports your expertise. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your um, e-course is an excellent example of something that I'm assuming that you've evolved over time. You've gotten really good at it. You can um, shape and shift and transform that into one-to-one work. You can teach it as a course. You can teach it as DIY. And I think that's something that evolves versus you starting there. It's very natural and organic and really fits in with your brand and your style now but it's not necessarily the starting point. Neat Edgar is a social media scheduling tool designed to help creatives manage their social media with more consistency and in less time. Plus, Edgar was designed for creative entrepreneurs by a creative entrepreneur who was trying to solve her own social media problem. You can hear more about that on Being Boss episode number 50 with Laura Roeder. But for now, I want to tell you that Edgar has solved my social media problem too. I spend significantly less time now on social media and get significantly more traffic to my website from it all because of Edgar. Try Edgar for two weeks for free, no credit card required at www.meetedgar.com slash boss. Okay, so that brings us to iterations and maybe even some of that formatting of the function that your signature program might serve. So I want to talk about how your signature program like whenever it comes to creating your signature program, how different formats actually might change how you offer or deliver that. So can someone have a signature program if they have one-on-one clients, if they have a digital product, or even if they have a piece of jewelry that they're selling or a painting? Like what might that look like for different kinds of creatives and the different kinds of formats that they want to build their business around? I think that's the best thing about a signature program is that you can repurpose it and reuse it and put it in all of the formats that you can possibly think of that's going to work for you and your clients. So while you might have a signature program, maybe you started off as DIY because you just need to get more clients into your business and to help them get 
a starting point. But you can also take that same process and work with them one-to-one, or you can work in a larger class format and add examples and help them achieve a specific result live. So that's, yeah, that's what it's all about is really helping them um, not only move forward, but really take your process and then get an end result. And one, you can repurpose that 10 ways to Sunday, right? Whether that's one-to-one or group. But also when you do that, it naturally evolves into what you want it to be. So I got to say though, side note, I see a lot of creatives starting with one-to-one work or consulting work. And I think that's where a lot of us start out. But I don't think that's necessarily where all of us want to end. I have certain clients and I know certain people and certain peers who are really excited about one-to-one work. They are amazing at it and that's what they want to do. And I think that's awesome and fine. But if you don't want to do one-to-one work, you got to get in the game to get your signature program going because the way you actually create a better or amazing signature program is you do the signature program. You can't do one-to-one work and think about it and strategize and plan and not be creating a program. Um, It just doesn't work that way. You got to get in the game and actually get real results and take action around what you want to be doing. So I think it's, you got to begin with where you want to end. Oh, yes, because that was always my hardest part of helping people create courses for themselves. This idea that they were just going to, they've been doing what I want to work on to make this thing. It's going to sell amazingly and I'm done with it. And that's not how these things work. They take time and focus and a whole lot of energy and, and not just like like hustle energy, but this brain energy to take something that you probably do with your hands or you do in conversation and turning it into content that someone can either read on their own or workshop with someone else or whatever it may be. There's so much energy that goes into it. And then that like evolution piece takes a lot of time. So it is something that, you know, in my experience from both like building them for others and building them for myself, like once you really dive into this, you're not going to have a lot of time for one-on-one work anymore, <laughs> which is pretty ideal for most people. Um, but but it's also like a harsh reality for others where these things take takes a good amount of time and energy um, and you have to go into it understanding the responsibility. Yeah, agreed. And you really got to just, you know, start where you are. Like we talked about, you want to jump into this bigger thing where you're trying to create this perfect match from exactly what you've done to one one work and put it down. I think that's a great starting point, but then you got to go through it and you don't start where you want to end. You begin where you want to end and involve it over time. The iterations. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about iterations for a second because this, this is my favorite topic, I think, whenever it comes to uh, signature programs or even e-courses and processes, like all of the things that go into creating the thing that you want to be known for and that you're selling is this idea of iterations. This goes back to my comment a second ago of people just wanting to launch the thing and it being done. Like good luck. (laughs) Best of luck to you. Um, Because I think where courses and programs and all the things start getting really good is whenever you launch the thing where you are, like I love a good minimal viable product, like just get it out into the world and see what happens and then change it. And then let it go again and then change it again and then let it go again and then change like over and over again. And that's what these iterations are is this idea that you are um, you're consistently improving and listening to your people and your own expertise and all of those things and making it better and better. So I'd love to hear 
from you about iterations and why they're so important and maybe some like, maybe some like pain points that you need to know and address and benefits of making it happen. Yeah. Okay, good. So iterations, I think are so important because what we just discussed is that you want to not only evolve yourself and your business, you want to help your clients evolve. You want to help them build their legacy and get a very specific result and then continue to do that over time. So as you dig into that, you will evolve, your clients will evolve, and your process will evolve. And so you need to be working each of those three angles to really make it work for you, for them, and for your process to get better over time. Now, here's what I see happen a lot. You um, or my clients or anyone who's coming in, they might start with, I don't know, I need to get really clear and really focused around something. I need to create amazing content. And then I also need to engage with my people. How do I do all of that? How do I fit that into my structure and still run a business? So what I see so many people do is go off and do this planning thing. They are not into it, right? Not not in the game is what I mean. Like when I say not into it and you got to get in the game, even if it's just a baby step to really say, okay, Clarity, this is what I think my clients need. This is the one little piece that I can help them with. And then maybe you create a piece of content around that and then reach out and talk to them about that and then follow up and make the offer. So three simple steps, but I just see so many of us get stuck in this. I got to think about it a really long time. I want to plan for it. Let me do some more research. Let me just kind of go off into this corner and then, you know, got to get in the game. (laughs) (laughs) So much amen to that. Right. Um, Because I think that what you're even speaking to is this idea that I need to have had figured it out like Marie Forleo's figured it out before I launch. And Marie Forleo was not Marie Forleo by just sitting around waiting until she had B-School perfected. We were just we just interviewed her um, a few months ago and she it took her six years to get it to the place where she really liked it, which I thought was fascinating. So what's your best advice then for just getting started or even, you know, iterating? Like what are some of the questions that we need to be asking ourselves whenever it comes to refining our ideas or refining our signature program? Um, I think where you want to start is getting clarity around where you want to focus, right? What you're most excited and passionate about. And that's pretty much where it ends in terms of inner internal questions, because I think it's more about your clients after that. Like once you've clarified what you love, what you're excited about moving forward with, you might identify three or four things, but then it's about picking one of those things and presenting it to your client. Okay, that one didn't work. Let's try the next one. And so really getting in there and engaging them, taking them through the process, talking to them every step of the way, not just at the the sales process, but when you email someone, if you see them clicking through a lot, are you going to reach out to them and engage? Um, Maybe you're following up and offering a live call once a month. Um, You just want to get really clear with them. Having the conversation just makes it so much easier for everyone versus you guessing on your own. For sure. And I'd like to add like another level to this as like the girl who does delivery um, is also your own like desires and management. Like, because you're going into these these things with just, like, this test and change attitude. Like, I'm going to put this out there and see what happens. Customer feedback is obviously, like, super priority. But you also have to think about 
how you like delivering it. And is the way that you're delivering it serving your own business goals? And that's something that a lot of times people will go into, and I think especially of like membership sites. People are like, oh, I want this fantastic membership site where everyone's going to have their own login and they can get get the content and I can send them sweet little messages and all the things. I just want to send someone a Dropbox link. Right. I know. (laughs) Me too. Right. Right. But like, but those membership sites are so high maintenance. No one's ever going to remember their password. Everyone's going to type their email address in wrong. The links aren't going to work right. Like all the things. And so I think iterations are also about refining like your delivery process of how it is that you can best and most efficiently get your content in someone else's head so that it's valuable for them and not a waste of your time. I was just going to say, I've had a lot of exploration in my own business and getting to the right format. And I feel like, you know, every process is a new evolution. I would say for the last three or four years, I haven't really done anything brand new, but I've definitely tried different formats and different structures. And so I'm really excited about my current structure, for instance, because my clients are excited about it. I'm excited about it, but I didn't just show up and go, oh, this is the exact right format. Let's just roll on in and make it happen. It took a lot of going through, talking to my clients, figuring out what works for me best, all of that. And then getting to this point where it's like, I am so excited <laughs> about this right? particular format in this particular way. Um, but you got to go through definitely those iterations to get there. And like you said, it's, it can be quite a bit of work, but it should be ideally fun, profitable and experimental. I think that what you're speaking to is so spot on of just wading through some muck, you know, and seeing what's working and what's not working. And one of the things I like whenever it comes to iterating is a a couple of things. One, for example, using the Braid eCourse, because that's definitely a signature program that's a one-to-many kind of offering. I have definitely iterated it probably five times since the very first e-course. And one of the things I ask people is, where did you get stuck? I'll ask the people who already purchased and they might say, I got stuck at lesson three. So then I know in my next iteration, I need to make for damn sure that I'm helping people get through lesson three or at least not get stuck there. So some things that I did, for example, was Emily and I were recording the podcast a lot. And I know that people love just popping in some earbuds and going for a walk whenever it comes to continuing their education or feeling connected to a community that's larger than themselves. So I went to my business partner, my sister Tara, and I said, what if we recorded an audio version of the e-course and told people if they're feeling stuck, just pop your headphones in, go for a walk. You don't need to be sitting at a computer to take this e-course. Another iteration that I went through was, and this is more on a branding and positioning level, but asking people who didn't purchase why they didn't buy and iterating how I was selling it and making sure that I was addressing the needs that people thought I wasn't addressing in the way that I was currently selling. So I'm not just iterating the actual delivery or the function or the format. I'm iterating the way that I'm selling along the way. Yeah, and I even, I want to, I you went ahead of me, Kathleen. Because um, I, I want to like walk through the life cycle of, of a course or an offering. And I think Braid is a really good example. And I'd even like to touch on Rock Your Web Design Business too. Just like give like two really good pictures of what this can look like. So for Braid, it started with three courses. 
um, that cycled through monthly and they were on a membership site. Um, and they cycled that way for two years, two or three years, I believe. So imagine like three courses as opposed to one course. And then you guys decided to combine it into an ebook and the solution or the thing that we were solving there was that management piece of having to cycle everyone in and out of the membership site and dealing with all the missed passwords and misspelled email addresses and you know emails that weren't being landed in people's inboxes correctly all the things so addressing management issues um, another thing we were addressing is that we wanted to add a fourth course yes and then we start limiting buying potential if we're only selling let's say one person wants to buy a course and it's only coming around three times a year right and then they happen to miss that time like that's leaving money on the table for sure for so sure. We, decided, we wanted to add a fourth course. We ended up adding four more courses or four <laughs> modules as we went. So yeah, we combined it all into one thinking about delivery and really th- that content, like all that content works really well together, not separately. So we wanted to merge it both, you know, on our side, philosophically and, and contextually and content wise. Right. But also thinking about like sales cycles, like you guys were literally doing a sales cycle every single month for the new e-course that was coming out, which is a little bit of a shit show. So (laughs) taking it and putting it into one, put you into four cycles a year as opposed to 12 cycles a year, which is a much better use of time. So lots of problems were solved with that really big iteration um, that came whenever it got packaged into what is now the Braid e-course. And then, um, um, and then, yes, like ad- adding the audio was a really key iteration where you guys were making sure that you were addressing problems with people. Like once they bought it, why weren't they completing it? And so giving them another way to consume that content and then using surveys and things to change how it was that you guys were marketing it, which I think is obviously super smart. Um And then for Rock Your Web Design Business, I went to that one. So that one's less than a year old. So Braid, how long have you guys had Braid? Five or the Braid e-course? It's been the Braid e-course for about four years. Four years. So a much newer course. I launched Rock Your Web Design Business last August and was a signature offering that I saw myself making um, for the purpose of helping web designers uh, manage their clients better. And I knew from all of my experience doing e-courses for myself and for, um, for Braid and all of my other clients that I was going going to deliver this in the easiest way possible. And Dropbox links aren't always the easiest way possible, just so we all know. So um, I put all of my content in an email. So every lesson that goes out, it simply goes out in an email. And we keep a good check on everyone's like spam filters, obviously, to make sure they're getting email because that is the pain point there with the idea that I just wanted to get this content out to people in the simplest way possible. So I wasn't building, uh, I wasn't building a course anywhere on the web. I wasn't designing a cool PDF. I had a Vimeo link to the video. I had Dropbox links to the PDFs. Super simple. Send it so it all is Dropbox. Email. That's what I was doing. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> you're right. Um, <laughs> so loading them all into email and just scheduling them out through my newsletter provider. Super simple. And what I learned from that iteration is one, people loved it. They didn't have to remember a password. They didn't need to go log in anywhere to get their content. It just landed in their inbox. Um, on the management side of things, we have to 
like make sure that people are getting their emails and clicking them, which is fine. Making um, sure that people are typing in the right email address. Yes, that is the <laughs> biggest pain point of all time. Um, but then, so we ran that iteration and I did workshops. So in my first, in my first go of Rock Your Web Design Business, I held live workshops after, at the end of every module so that I could have that face-to-face time with people who were actually in it and asking them very pointed questions about what their favorite part of the lesson or the module was, what they were struggling with and planning my next iteration with that feedback directly. So thinking about, for example, one of the things that I did not anticipate in creating the course was that people really wanted the community aspect of it. And I wasn't going to offer the community aspect, um, but they've all requested it. So we did end up going with a second iteration where really the only thing I changed was sales tactics, um, addressing those pain points and a little bit in some of the delivery emails. The third iteration that'll be coming around this summer um, is really about getting that content in a different kind of home, but having it very accessible in the email um, and adding a community aspect, which is what people are asking for. So just to give you guys some like down and dirty of like what this process looks like and why you have to go at it with that mindset. I've seen so many courses launch once, do all right, launch again, fail, and then die because that idea of evolution is not in the mix that you just have to know you, these things grow and change and must or don't. Yeah, I'd love to add to that. I would say, um, so my current course is create a signature program online, but in 2013, I created This Is How to Tech. And it was just like everything I knew about technology from working with clients one-to-one and consulting. And it was like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to set up technology and everything you need in your business. Cool. But then what I found was people were really excited about membership sites and online courses. And I fought it. I was like, no, but we need to start other places. But what I found is if I jump in there and educate them around why you might not want to start there and how to do it in a more simple way and how to really connect with your clients, that's where my sweet spot was. So from that original course, I moved on. By the way, I only charge like $10 per person for that original course because I wanted to just really get it out there and take a baby step. So in 2013, I was still doing a lot of consulting, one-to-one work, all that stuff. But I knew I wanted to transition into this new model. So that was what was going on behind the scenes for me. And then from there, I created Launcher Class. So I definitely put together like this bigger 12-week program to really walk people through not only how to create their class, but how to launch it how to be profitable, how to really make it something in the world. And so what I learned a lot from then was talking to my clients, right? So moving them through each module, each level, everyone was getting stuck at content. So how do I create content? How do I make it faster? How do I make it better for my people? And then how do I get them a particular result? So we spent a lot of time fine tuning that, iterating that, making sure that it was on point. So the next time or the next people that went through, it got better and better. And so now it's evolved into um, creating the signature program over a weekend so that in one weekend they create their signature program from A to Z and they walk away with an actual program. Now, on the other end, I've separated that. So I have a 90 day membership program so they can come in and actually fill that 
program and walk through and actually run that program over the course of 90 days. So, but it took a lot of from 2013, right? Thinking about, okay, I think I'm just going to talk about technology and tell you all this cool, fun (laughs) stuff (laughs) into this. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. I think there's, and there's so much to say about about all the time and energy that goes into things like this. Like, because you're focused on getting your people results. And and again, sure, like you can do all of this stuff on one-on-one work and you can definitely like create this really amazing process. But I love how scalable this makes your expertise. Like this idea of creating these signature programs that you can do one-on-one if you want to get like really deep in there with someone, but you can also do it for more people. And the amount of energy that you put into that over years just ends up like spreading in all of those people, like helping them reach results. And I think that's so much more powerful than, you know, doing a la carte services or or trying to be a Jane of all trades. Like whenever you can put your focus into things like that, you can actually affect real change with people. And that's good. But you know what I'm really hearing from all of this is that to be a creative entrepreneur, you have to have the confidence to launch with that first idea maybe a little bit before you're ready, but then you have to have, you have to be humble enough to admit where you've made mistakes or to accept your failures and learn the lessons in those failures to then iterate and evolve what you're doing. You have to be curious about your failures. Like you have to like directly inquire about what is not working and be okay enough with the feedback to take it gracefully and then apply change so that you can make things better. Like there's some deep like inner work. <laughs> <laughs> do you see that Maya? Like with your clients, do they, I mean, I'm starting to get used to this, especially through the book writing process process of just having to go back and read the same thing we've written four, five, six times to edit and iterate it. Like that's just a very quick snapshot of an example of what it's like to iterate. And it's painful. It's painful to go back and look at what I've written and admit that it sucks and cut or edit it accordingly. Um, And it's something that I used to not have the endurance for. So what do you tell your clients whenever maybe they don't have the endurance for iterating or evolving whenever it's just a little too painful? Yeah, you know, I think sometimes you got to step away from it and (laughs) refresh, right? Decide, all right, maybe I just need a moment to gather myself. So I don't, I don't want my clients to feel forced. So sometimes they need to step away, align, go read a book, meditate, whatever that is. So just really center yourself and get in that space, number one. And then once they're there to just really own the fact that, you know what, I put this out there, it failed or it flopped, or I didn't reach my exact expectations the very first time. What can I learn from this? How can I move forward? And how can the next iteration be even better so that, yes, I can meet my original goals, but I can really see the future and the vision for where I want this to go and how I want to move forward in life. Life and in business. All right, let's talk about promoting that signature program. So, what's your best advice when it comes to promoting or marketing a signature program and getting it in front of those people that you know it's going to help? Um, I think that again goes back to starting where you are. Okay, so if you have clients or you don't have clients, you got to be not afraid to reach out to your folks. So. 
If you're brand new and you're just starting out, maybe you're taking an educated guess around who you think you want to serve, and then you got to go reach out to those people. Now, I hear a lot of people say, okay, it's got to be done in this particular format or whatever, but I think what you really want to do is think about how you communicate best. Is that in person? Is that online? Is that in online Facebook groups? Where do you get most excited and really get to be your natural self and share what you're excited about in business? So pick a format for you that works and then start to engage with those people and then bring them in, pull them into your process and start to walk them through that. I think that's the only way you actually get better at it is by doing it. I agree. And we always talk about like <laughs> this, this episode is basically launched before you're ready. It's <laughs> really what it's all about. But and, and I want to talk about like newsletter lists for a second. Like so many people think like for me to have a signature program that does any kind of good, I have to have 5,000 people on my email list or, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers or whatever. And we've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate, <laughs> reiterate um, <laughs> the importance of or really how great it can be to have a really small, tight knit group. So whether it's a small list or a very small Instagram follower or following and the magic that comes from making those interactions super personable. It's so hard to do that whenever you have a big list. Um, but it's really easy to do when you do, do just start with the little bit that you have where you are now. Yeah. And I also would love to add in terms of promotion, like actual things you might do. Um, if you do have an email list or you do have family and friends to actually email them, <laughs> reach out. If you don't, you know, have that bigger list of a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people and it's small enough for you to be able to create that intimate connection. Now is the time to be making those personal connections, to be building those superstar fans, to really be reaching out and connecting with them, seeing what they need, how you can help them move forward, how that fits into your overall process how that fits into your program and how you can make it better. So just direct connection. That's something I see that so many people don't do. It's like, oh, I just, I need to get more people. I need to get more people. And I'm like, have you talked to the people that you already have? Have you really engaged with them and had a a clear, direct conversation? Um, Have you gone to see what they're doing online? Where are they hanging out? What are they following, right? Have you listened to that conversation? So sometimes it's more about thinking um, a little bit more strategically and then also just moving forward with them and helping them um, see what's next. But again, the only way to do that is to have the conversation at the beginning. Right? Start where you are right now. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Finally, Maya, what makes you feel most boss? I would say really elevating who I am from where I'm standing. I want to make sure that I'm aligned and showing up for myself first. That makes me feel so boss. (laughs) Amen to that. All right. And where can our listeners find you and learn more about building their own signature program? Totally. So you can find me at mayagaddy.com. And then if you head over to mayagaddy.com backslash subscribe, you'll find my three-part audio training to really help you get started, to start to get some clarity around where you are, to engage with your own clients, and to start to put together your own offer so you can decide if a signature program is right for you and how to get that process started. Love it. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a blast. You know, you ladies really embody just how to be boss, how to be human, and how to be brilliant at the same time. So it's always fun hanging out with you. (laughs) 
you make, make me blush. blush. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> right? Hey guys, I want to pause for a second. As we're talking about signature offerings and signature products, I can't help but mention the Being Boss Clubhouse. This is our signature offering that Emily and I are so incredibly excited about. We've worked so hard to create the exact offering that we want to give you guys. So if you want even more actionable guidance from me and Emily, we're taking our expertise in branding, marketing, and building profitable businesses to the Being Boss Clubhouse. The Clubhouse kicks off with a two-day online retreat followed by a year of support and community. We've helped our Clubhouse members get focused, double their revenue, launch their dream offering, and market themselves like a boss. Learn more at www.beingboss.club clubhouse. This episode of Being Boss was brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Try it for free by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss. And special shout out to Meet Edgar. You can try them at meetedgar.com slash beingboss. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Find articles, show notes, and downloads at www.beingboss.club. If you're a creative entrepreneur, freelancer, or a small business owner who is ready to take your goals to the next level, check out the Being Boss Clubhouse, a two-day online retreat followed by a year of community support, monthly masterclasses, book club, secret episodes, and optional in-person retreats. Find more at www.beingboss.club clubhouse. Thank you so much to our team and sponsors who make Being Boss possible. Our sound engineer and web developer, Corey Winter. Our editorial director and content manager, Caitlin Brame. Our community manager and social media director, Sharon Lukey. And our Bean counter, David Austin, with support from Braid Creative and Indie Shopography. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week.